Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, hope you enjoyed the Easter bank holiday weekend and thanks for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday the 11th of April. First up, a major cliff collapse has closed part of a road in Swanscombe. Part of the carriageway's fallen away near the old George and Dragon pub on the A226 Galley Hill Road, which is one of the main routes between Gravesend and Dartford. Kate's here with some more details. So when did this happen? Well, police and specialist firefighters were called yesterday evening following reports a water leak had caused part of the cliff to crumble away. They've said a commercial building was affected by the landslide, but luckily no one was hurt and everyone was accounted for. The road's been closed in both directions between the railway station and Ebbs Fleet United's football stadium and a cordon has been set up in the area. So what more have we heard about the incident today? Thameswater have issued a statement and say they're dealing with a large burst water main. Engineers have shut off the supply from the affected pipeline and are keeping local customers' taps flowing using tankers. The company goes on to say they're working alongside the local authority who are assessing the road structure and they'll liaise with them to plan and carry out a repair. They've also apologised for any inconvenience caused to local residents and drivers. And what kind of damage has this caused? We've got pictures from the scene that show a huge chunk of the road is missing and it's understood debris has also fallen onto a warehouse below. Kent County Council have described it as a major carriageway collapse. It's unclear exactly how long the road will be closed. Thanks, Kate. You can see those pictures and follow updates on this story at Kent Online. Elsewhere over the weekend, an explosion at a home in Margate left one person suffering from burns. Emergency crews were called to Union Row on Sunday night, where the blast in the ground floor flat had blown out windows. The victim was treated at the scene. The cause is thought to have been accidental. Kent Online reports. On to another one of our top stories now. East Kent Hospitals Trust has apologised after the death of an 86-year-old woman was found to be avoidable. Hazel Turner from Brooke died at the William Harvey in Ashford in 2015 after being admitted with breathing problems and pneumonia. A new reports found failings in her care, including a lack of communication about her condition. The Trust say they've implemented all the recommendations and have worked hard to improve patient care. There's a warning four days of strike action by junior doctors will cause significant disruption to health services across Kent. NHS bosses say they'll be prioritising emergency care with thousands of appointments and operations expected to be cancelled between now and Friday. Picket lines have been set up outside hospitals as the British Medical Association urges the government to improve pay, funding and staffing levels. Dr Sumimani Rajan is from the union. I can't guarantee that no lives will be put at risk this week, but that's because the lives are being put at risk every single week. At the moment, we've got the expert doctors in hospitals. So these are doctors that may not usually be at hospitals when you have juniors in, and they are looking after the patients. They can provide better care than we can. Now a year after the death of a couple at a tattoo parlour in Canterbury, police say there are lessons to be learned over their handling of the case. Katalimiku was on bail and under investigation when he murdered his wife Ramona Stoyer at the Gothink Studios before taking his own life. Kent Police referred itself to the watchdog who found there was no need for disciplinary action but there were areas that could be improved. 
One of the victims of a serial sex attacker in Ashford has told Kent Online life should mean life after he was granted a parole hearing. John Williams was locked up nine years ago after being found guilty of assaulting more than 20 women and girls aged between 16 and 50 over two decades. Anna, which isn't her real name, says he should never be released. We've disguised her voice so she can remain anonymous. It never does go away. I'm reminded every day of it and I think, you know, it's still a very quiet thing that people talk about. So I guess it's still to say, you know, that this is still happening when it shouldn't be happening. We don't just carry on as normal. We try to, obviously, with, with daily lives, but it still affects me every single day. You know, that could be from driving to the fact that I've got to lock everything in the house, you know, make sure I'm safe, secure. You know, I don't I don't walk anywhere. I, you know, if I ever have to, I'm constantly, you know, on the phone to my mum or somebody that could be talking to me. So it's to say that I am still bothered by it every day. You know, it doesn't really doesn't leave my mind. Everything I do is that is still at the, you know, at the forefront of my mind because I'm considering my safety when whenever I do anything. So I think it's mostly because I still want to get it out there that it is happening, you know, in some cases a lot worse than mine. You know, in, in that one, you know, that one case could result in, you know, someone's really unfortunate passing and that that's awful. So I just wanted to, you know, raise my voice, be heard still, you know, that we are out there and it is not something that is talked about often. He's completely ruined part of my life. You know, I don't have that same independence that I had before now, you know, that's that was that was took from me on that day. A parole board ultimately decided not to release 56-year-old Williams, who used to live in Essetford Road. Kent Online News. The government's ordered Kent County Council to improve its provision for children with special educational needs and disabilities. An inspection last November found the authority had failed to make sufficient progress in nine areas of weakness that were previously identified. They've now been given four weeks to make the necessary changes or the government could step in and take direct control of the service. Smokers are being encouraged to replace cigarettes with vapes in a new scheme described by ministers as a world first. Starter kits will go out to around a million people as part of the Swap to Stop initiative. It comes on top of plans to crack down on the illegal sale of e-cigarettes to under-18s. Now, residents in a block of flats in Gillingham say they're being left in the dark over whether it's going to be knocked down or not. Developers who own the site on Ingram Road are accused of creating more apartments than was permitted and must now alter the building or demolish it completely. Our reporter Cara has been chatting to Emily Fretton, who lives there. When we first moved into the flats, um, we got a letter from the council explaining that um, something along the lines of the developer not having permission that it's going to be demolished that we need to sort of get out the flats and everything um sorry <laughs> and um and basically after to and from with the estate agents Moxie properties they made it clear to us that this isn't actually an issue and to sort of n- not ignore the letters but just it's not true he did have permission um you know not to worry that you're absolutely fine in these flats 
you're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, and then since then, literally since about August 2021, I've not heard a single thing from the landlord, from the estate agents, from the council even. Like I've not heard anything from anyone about it going any further. Um, and obviously hearing about this potentially you know you might be I don't know kicked out or being demolished I mean you said you were going to move anyway but how do you feel about the whole situation it might be quite it's quite unnerving yeah I think if, especially if we weren't even thinking about moving in the first place that would be ex extremely worrying because um, you know moving in with either of our parents isn't an option we'd be sort of left to find somewhere else and you know nowadays everything's just more expensive um, so I mean it's still a bit frustrating that we are moving and it's only been told to us now. However, it would be even worse if we were planning to stay here for a good another year or two. <laughs> that would be really shocking. Um, when do you plan on what, what sort of your situation then? You just Is it a mixture of things, as you said, rent or what sort of... Yeah, yeah so there's, there's a combination of many reasons we're thinking of moving. My family lives in Surrey. Um, my partner's lives in Kent. We want to find somewhere in the middle. Um, we want to save for a house and it's just not possible when you're paying this much rent, let alone the other bills and the cost of living crisis. So we're looking for somewhere cheaper and hopefully in the middle. And when are you planning on sort of within the next few months? Or? Um, yeah, so ideally within the next few months, realistically, maybe within the next six to nine months, because it takes sometimes a while to find the right place. <laughs> um, but yeah, you haven't, um, just to recap, you haven't heard any letters or anything nothing no. from about this no so as far as i know and my partner knows we've not had anything from our mailbox no emails no contact explaining that this is still an ongoing issue the last i heard of it was back in 2021 windmill construction limited has declined to comment Elsewhere today, a motorcyclist who led police on a high-speed chase on Sheppey has told a court he was struggling to pass his test. Liam Brum failed to stop for officers, narrowly avoided a crash and was eventually tracked down by a police helicopter in a garden. The 23-year-old from Yevil Close in Queenborough had no licence or insurance. He's been ordered to pay nearly £1,500. It's feared badgers may have returned to land earmarked for a new development in Hythe. An artificial den was made to move them away from the site on Prince's Parade to allow work on a new leisure centre, hotel and 150 homes to go ahead. However, new pictures seem to show the badgers are back and have a cub. Campaigners want the plans scrapped. Kent Online reports. A Dartford man says he's been unfairly sacked by an algorithm after he lost his job as a courier due to glitches in a computer system. James Oren worked for delivery service Stewart when he was accused of tampering with his GPS signal while on a job. He says the accusation is ludicrous. Well, unfortunately, you know, I knew this was going to happen because there's been previous. Other people have been in this situation and... Um, I even tried to contact the Stuart support team, but you know, even then it was just an automated reply. Um, if I could have actually spoken to a human being and said that I've been flagged up for these jobs, I said not late on them at all. Um, okay, the GPS signal, it's inaccurate, but that's not down to me. And that's one of the first Stuart's policies that, you know, if um, if something happens that's outside of a courier's control, you can't have your account terminated. And this really was outside of my control. 
but for the lack of human contact, I had an idea this was going to happen, even though it was, it was just as devastating and shocking when it did, and I knew it was coming, but if I could have spoken to someone, it would have taken a five minute phone call, and this could have been sorted out on the spot. And if there was actual human being there, if they could actually record the actual pickups and deliveries, they would have seen there was no problem at all. I'm ahead of a job, and you know, I basically, you could say, I've, arguably, I've been sacked by a computer over something that never happened, uh, something that I can't appeal against because I can't produce any evidence, because for the simple reason, it was a non-event um, by a computer that was really, was created by the computer itself. So, yeah, so here I am, I was ahead of a job. Um, I'm not too sure what the future holds. Uh, it's sort of very likely that I'm going to have to sell my flat. Um, and as I say, it's, um, you know, you feel like your life has just been, well, as it said, as the notice said, it's a notice of termination. So I've been terminated. I've, I've, I've spent the last two years I've met some great people, I've forged great, many great uh, business relationships, and it feels like it's not just the financial aspect of it, it's a lifestyle that um, has just been basically discarded, um, just totally cut off uh, for something, for, for, for literally no reason whatsoever. And it, 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 it is devastating. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a job I love, uh, every day is different, you interact with so many people and when you do that on a daily basis and you interact with people, when that suddenly stops, you really do know about it. The company didn't respond to our request for a comment. A nursery that looks after nearly 100 children on Sheppey is desperately looking for a new home. Wiggles Playgroup in Sheerness is rated outstanding and has a huge waiting list. Lots of their pupils have special educational needs, but the charity East Kent Mencap, which owns the site, has chosen not to renew the lease as they need the property for their own members. A Medway woman's been banned from driving after crashing her 4x4 into another vehicle while double the legal alcohol limit. The 44-year-old was asked to do a breath test following the collision on Close in Chatham last month. She's also been ordered to pay nearly £300. A Tunbridge Wells teenager who's been left blind because of a brain tumour has been telling us about his plans to become a social media influencer. Malachi Tyler has started his own podcast as he aims to overcome a difficult start in life. At 15 months, I was diagnosed with a brain tumour and I was put on an 18-month course of chemo and then I went blind at two. That was sort of it until about... 2015 where um, I had one of my 13 brain operations because I have a condition called hydrocephalus. The way I describe it to people is my optic nerves um, were squished by the tumour. So um, it, it, there's no surgery that can do it. The brain tumour is inoperable. I've got two brain tumours. In my for 12th operation, I rolled over in recovery and looked at my mum and said, um, 
I want to die. And obviously, a seven-year-old saying that, that's not normal. Obviously, um, in 2015, I was going through a really dark time. But <clears throat> I think since doing podcasts, uh, since October 22, I think it's lifted my confidence so much and it's so inspiring to hear about people's different stories sorry if this is a trigger for anybody but you know i talk about suicide mental health and it's also important that we talk about you know the support services you can get because so many people don't talk about things like that and they need to mental health is so not spoken about especially about men's mental health um you know there are so many suicides nowadays but you know, it's because men don't talk and they need to get that support and men need, you know, that's why men's mental health is so important to campaign about. My aim is to become, when I leave school, I want to be a full-time influencer, so I think start early. Some of the people he's interviewed include Olympian Kelly Holmes and the Lord Lieutenant of Kent. Kent Online News. A woman who's been looking after prisoners in Kent for more than 30 years has told Kent Online how rewarding it is to see criminals turn their lives around. Dawn Maldron was one of only two female officers when she started at Swaleside on Sheppey in the 80s. She's now retiring as the governor of Maidstone Prison. There is nothing more rewarding than to see prisoners leave prison and be motivated to lead a crime-free life on release. I, I really, I, I think that's why we all join the prison service, to make a difference to those people that we look after. I think, I think um, so in Maidstone, for example, we have um, an organisation that comes in to um, help creativity. So we've got a media um, group that where prisoners can learn how to um, uh, create videos, um, create podcasts, um, and that uh, and that really is quite you know for our creative prisoners and learning just the IT and the, and you know understanding how to use a computer sometimes is is um, is quite a challenge for some somebody that has been in prison a long time. So, so um, we also have a choir, for example, in Maidstone, uh, or an organisation that comes in to encourage the men to learn to sing. Um, but we also have a really good education department, and I think the emphasis these days is on ensuring that there is a, a good standard of education for somebody that is coming into prison. Um, I guess back in 35 years ago, it was slightly different then, yeah. When I very first started, actually, there was there were no, um, females couldn't work in male prisons, but very quickly that changed about a year later then, um, they, we were allowed to work in male prisons. And um, that's when I went to my first prison and there were only two of us. Um, now in my prison, just to give you an example of how it has changed, there's um, a quarter of my officers are women, um, with more joining as we speak. I know there's, there are lots more joining and there are many more uh, managers, that have, have female managers in the prisons these days. I think the benefits and flexibilities with shifts is far better now than, than it was years ago. And many women are able to juggle um, bringing up a family, um, and have a full-time career as well as, you know, bringing up the children. So that's really um, helpful for, for the organisation. 
Some showbiz now and Kent's Rose Ailing Ellis is going to be part of a celebrity coaching lineup, mentoring a new choir that will perform at next month's Coronation Concert. The EastEnders actress from Hythe became the first deaf person to win Strictly in 2021 and has campaigned to raise awareness of British Sign Language. Kent Online Sport. Football now and it was a disappointing but unsurprising defeat for Gillingham in League Two yesterday. They lost 2-1 away at Northampton Town who are currently second in the table and pushing for promotion. Jill's boss Neil Harris spoke to us after the match. I thought first half was poor again like Barrow. Got too many players good at home but crap away. Um, so you know it needs, needs to change for next season. Um, change shape at half time to match them up to make it easier for us to, to get closer to the ball um, because when I let players make decisions they make a lot of wrong decisions um, so I'm learning about my players all the time um, but there's, there's not a great deal in the game um, second half in particular very scrappy we for me we just didn't, didn't do enough against the ball to get close enough to them and then and then with the ball we just turned the ball over too cheaply um, and it was a couple of impact subs score straight away and it's a bonus to get Aidan a goal um, but it's just another you know, poor goal conceded late in the game on, on the road but they're a good team you know they're going to get promoted this year for a reason because they know they're on the best sides in the division and there weren't there wasn't a lot in the game you know just again just just a little bit more from our players just expect a little bit more at times I thought first half we got uh, out fault and I thought we lost Jules I thought when the spaces become too big um you have to start making decisions. When the spaces get big, you have to make decisions in football, and we continuously made poor decisions. Um, Personality-wise, not enough communication on the pitch. Can really help each other by just a little bit of talking, demanding the ball. Look, again, having said all that, in the, there's not a lot in the game. You know, we, we you know, we get like 83 minutes and it's one all, um, um, but not because we played particularly well. Um, at this stage of the season, it's about getting over the line in games. I said that last week, we didn't play well against Doncaster and won the game um, quite comfortably. Um, today, we've lost a very close game in League Two, and, and at the moment in League Two, that's, that just seems to be the difference. Close encounters, just falling, you know, can you fall the right side of them? That's the importance of playing these these tough fixtures at the end of the season, is then I can assess my players against them um, and see where we, we excel or fall a little bit short. Um, at this stage, we need to play better teams. You know, we've had some fantastic results uh, home and away, and, and, and rightly so because we've dominated teams. Um, when you're coming up against the best sides over the course of the season, they deserve to be at the top of the league. Um, Stockport next week won 4 0 today. You know, so they're, they're, they're vying for automatic promotion. Um, and then we have Leighton Orient, are going to be champions. Um, and then we also go to Bradford and go to Salford. So they're brilliant, brilliant fixtures, and they're the games that I want now. Um, we're very close to achieving the goal um, since Christmas of getting to safety um, so it's not about stepping backwards or relaxing it's about you know, pushing ourselves and challenging ourselves at the end of the season so me seeing Northampton today and us against Northampton and, and being able to watch the game back and watch their players and their games leading into this one um, is a great learning curve for me I really look forward to being back at Priestfield for two back-to-back games um, um, Saturday, Tuesday challenging games for sure two best teams in the league in my opinion um, and that's, that's what we want at this stage of the season. There's still nine points clear of the relegation zone with five games left to play. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.